What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh-uh. That ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just want to keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh-uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yeah, I was just looking at this definitive list of, I guess, semi-definitive list of people that these two writers would never want to fight. And it got me thinking of people I'd never want to get in the ring with. He won his head a couple times. Because <laughs> I feel like he's never been in shape. Even when he played, he was a pitcher, so it's not like he never had to run laps or anything. He was very rarely in tip-top shape. I feel like I fucked Kurt Schilling up. I don't like his opinions and the way he talks so much shit about a lot of stuff. So that's an example. True. Uh... I mean, I'm sure there are, there's there's some for me. I just have I'm having trouble thinking of them right now. This dude listed Sean Hannity as one. Sean Hannity, that's funny. Yeah, somebody asked Sean Hannity, "Do you know kung fu?" And he goes, "Not kung fu, krav maga, kempo, jujitsu. It's an eclectic blend of arts: street martial arts, blades, sticks, and of course, firearms." Yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Another dude listed is Alexander Karelin. Are you familiar? Nah. He's an Olympic wrestler who went 33-1 and in world competition, and he's a freak. I actually heard a story about him on one other podcast where they were talking about his parents being teeny tiny. So the idea is like the Icarus documentary that won an Oscar would suggest... He was an experiment. Like, he got made in the lab because, mm. you know, the Russian state kind of made all Olympic competitors take some type of doping or steroid or whatever the fuck yeah. was prominent in the era they were competing. So, for Alexander Karelin, it was suggested that, yeah, he was a straight up experiment. They even called that was his nickname, I think, was the experiment. Dude was 6'5, six, 6'4, six, something like that, 290 pounds, shredded, like 10% body fat. He used to pick up heavyweights and just slam them on their fucking head. Damn. Yeah, he worked for uh, the Russian tax police. So imagine not paying your taxes and this <laughs> big fuck runs through your door to repo your shit. That's one way to get people to, to do that. To like pay or get their shit back. <laughs> get experiments to huge, work for the huge, IRS. Like, huge enforcement. Can you imagine if... Instead of a bunch of pencil pushers working for the IRS in the States, it was dudes like Alexander Karelin. Like, what if, like, a guy who looked like The Rock, but was, like, a huge dickhead, like, showed up at your door? You'd be like, uh-huh, here you go. And he was, like, a bill collector. More than a dickhead, though, like, violent. Yeah. And aggressive. Like, I will kill you. Or I will humiliate you physically <laughs> on some swirly type shit, like... Put your head in the toilet and there's nothing you can do about it and stick my finger in your ass. <laughs> yeah. 
or a broomstick or something. I mean, kids are getting violent with that kind of shit. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think that's a real tactic we should look into. Stateside, this dude wrote. This dude was built like a man who bullied Ivan Drago in high school. Damn. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight that guy either. Yeah, like, people people are always scared of punchers. That's something that freaks me. Like, they're always like, oh, I wouldn't want to fight Mike Tyson. You can get out of the way of a punch. Mike Tyson would tire out in one round. That's why all of his big wins were against scrubs within the first round, because he had no win. But a dude like Alexander Karelin, like wrestlers, they will just stalk you for hours because they don't get tired yeah wrestlers fucking carry people in practice and shit you ever seen a wrestling practice that's why i never wrestled yeah man they used to run around the school like crazy the condition is crazy for wrestling they know how to cut weight like the mental the level of discipline for wrestlers is just another thing and grappling is the scariest thing ever that can happen in a fight most street fights end up on the ground anyway so that's the thing you need to watch out for fuck a fuck a punch i can dodge that i can head movement if you got any level of footwork, you can get out of the way of most people's punches because they're just throwing windmill punches. <laughs> yeah. Haymakers. Yeah. Like this dude says, Jack Johnson. Man, I, most people would fuck Jack Johnson up. No disrespect. You know Jack Johnson, right? Yeah. I think we talked about him on a, on a different podcast when uh, Trump decided to... Pardon him? Yeah. He punched a hole in the earth. punched a hole in the earth yeah there's a story about Jack Johnson I might have told it on that podcast I don't remember telling it though so I'm going to tell it again <laughs> that he uh, you, you know what I'm talking about I don't, I don't remember either then I must not have told it he uh, paid a ticket both ways like he was speeding on the way somewhere and a cop pulled him over and goes hey that's 50 bucks for a ticket so he gives him 100 and goes I can't break this it was only 50 bucks anyway and he said Oh, I'll be speeding on the way back, too. So I just wanted to make sure I just pay for both tickets. <laughs> and I'm sure he didn't say it like that. Or if that's even a true story. But I've always loved Jack Johnson for that. That's that's pretty smart. Yeah, rich black men shitting on white cops back in the day. And that's why he got in tr- That's why Trump had to pardon him. Because he was fucking white women. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He took the that girl across state lines or some shit. Yeah, that was illegal back in the day. You couldn't get snow bunnies. I wish that... I, I'm not gonna say it. I almost said I wish that stayed illegal, but it's not the Snow Bunny's fault. Yeah, no, we'll it's, just leave it at that. Yeah, it's just these ignorant ass dudes' fault out here letting the Snow Bunny suck them in. These Kanye Wests out here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna refrain <laughs> from commenting on that one. Bob Sap. Bob Sapp. I always thought Bob Sapp was related to Warren Sapp. Bob Sapp is this... You've seen um, Longest Yard? Yeah. Remember the big black dude that was lifting bleachers in Longest Yard? He's like, he broke it in my nose. Yeah. That's Bob Sapp. Ah. Uh, he's a giant in real life. Like 6'8". Yeah, he's like the dude who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones. Yeah, like that. Yep, exactly like that. Bob Sapp was a physical freak. He was 300 pounds with a six-pack in his prime. Like 6'8". Uh. That'd be insane. On all the steroids? Not some of them, but all of them. It's Not like, a few oh, of them. Which roids do you take? All. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I take the A, B, C, D, and E ball. I don't just take that D ball. I take all the balls. <laughs> Mirko Krokop is on the list. 
Merkel Krokop, he was a a soldier or something like that. Like he was Siberian special forces or something like that. Like he really killed people. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, so I definitely wouldn't want to fuck with him. And he fucked Bob Sapp up when Bob Sapp was one of the scariest people on earth. This dude used to fight in Japan, you know, over there. You gotta worry about the the Yakuza. That's the Japanese one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're hardcore. They fuck shit up. And uh, they just give you your money in a bag at the end of the fight. Or they don't. That's like, yeah, we we liked your fight, but we're not giving you shit. Basically. If you didn't perform the way we thought you would. And in Bob Sapp's case, got that ass whooped by Mirko Krokop. He might not have got a check for this fight. But he was just over there like Godzilla, just tearing through Japanese chicks for 10 years straight. Just fucking the shit out of all of Japan. He's, there's probably some half sap babies just walking the streets of Shanghai right now. Right? <laughs> Shanghai is China, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, it is. Be Hong Kong. Yeah, he's he was all over the map, though. Oh, message. I got an email. It's related to work. Probably not. Yo, yeah, we've had four exits in the seven months I've worked for this company. Either people getting fired or voluntarily leaving. Damn. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been leaving my work too, but I guess that's understandable. Well, yeah, that's media. There's a lot of turnover in what you do. Yeah. I used to work in radio shit. Yeah. Dude, this summer's been kind of crazy so far, man. Like, working every day between here and down at the beach. Yeah. Everyone's like, don't wear yourself out. I'm like, oh, I won't. And then I have, like, a designated day of the week to sleep. <laughs> to sleep. Yeah. Have, have you been able to get that Monday rest in? I know you were telling me the beauty rest day is Monday. Yeah, yesterday, man, I slept, like, all fucking day. Well, I tried to, at least. Well, consistency is key with that. Because if you let this shit build up, you'll realize you just have crazy-ass dreams one night. Oh, yeah. No, I I think about my dreams quite a bit. But, like, even last week, I didn't work Saturday, Sunday. So, I had actually had a couple of days off. But, like, Monday, I still, my body, I guess, was just, is like, so used to it that, like, Monday, I slept all day. So, you still dream consistently and remember them? Well, I, I kind of trained myself to try and remember them. Really? Yeah, so, like, I, I draw a dot on my palm. And then throughout the day, if I, when I see or look at the dot, I'll do a reality check. So, like, if a light switch works or you read something and then look away for a little bit and then look back and read it again, like, as long as it's the same, you'd just be like, oh, am I dreaming? Then you do that. And as long as the light switch works or you see yourself in the mirror and it's still you and or the writing doesn't change, then you're like, oh, no, I'm not dreaming. And as you do that multiple times throughout the day, the habit carries over into your dreams. So then when you do it in your dream you'll do like one of those reality checks and since you're dreaming like the lights won't work or it won't be you in the mirror or words will change or the time will change and then you're kind of conscious that you're dreaming but like if you don't remember your dreams then you won't really remember that too much so you have to like train yourself to like as soon as you wake up write down everything you remember interesting so you dream every night not every night that, that's what I'm saying I don't know if I'm dreaming at all because I'm so high at night like I was listening to this podcast with Dr. Matt Walker and he was saying it's like this PhD dude who studies sleep he's talking about how those 
things sedate you to the point where it's blocking you from getting to REM sleep. Yeah. So you don't dream. Yeah, no, I mean, I, there's plenty, plenty of nights that I don't dream, but I definitely remember, like, dreams on at least two or three times a week, I guess. Yeah, that's wild. And then, like, uh, if I don't remember the whole dream, like, something throughout the day will trigger, and I'll be like, oh, that's what I was dreaming about. But they've been kind of weird lately. I have you. You should keep like a dream journal, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you, if you read back, you'll realize there's patterns like in your dreams too. That'll help you realize you're dreaming. Because I'm all about this lucid dreaming shit, where you're conscious of the fact that you're dreaming, so you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. like fly or like go wherever. Really, do whatever you want. No, I've definitely uh, thought about documenting and recording my dreams before because I did it a couple times when I was a kid, based on some shit a preacher told me in a sermon. And it was a cool little message. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, if I can remember my dreams, maybe I'll be able to carry over that dream world to reality. That was like something that I thought. And that's like a real thing people do. Like you were saying, if you can control your dreams lucidly, that's a word, in a lucid fashion, that that ability sort of carries over to your life. Yeah. I just think lucid dreams are cool. Like. (laughs) <laughs> you just, I, I just like the sims so I wouldn't be able to do that like it was one time I remember I was dreaming uh, and I was getting chased and there was like this high up on the skyscraper and I went out on the balcony and the guy was like if you don't give me or tell me something or whatever I'm going to throw you over the edge and <laughs> I became conscious that I was dreaming so I was like go for it like go ahead so he threw me over the edge and then I was like alright don't fail me now I was like just start flying so I started flying, but like a lot of time when you, if you're not trained, when you become conscious that you're dreaming, your body will wake itself up. Right. But at least I started flying, so I got away from the situation. Interesting. Yeah, that's some next level shit. My dreams are usually horror in nature. Like they're, I've had night terrors to the point where I wake up shaking and screaming. Yeah. Like chicks that I sleep with, they always tell me like I talk in my sleep and then I wake up yelling sometimes true you know i used to have that you should get a dream catcher for real i have two <laughs> they hang over my bed yeah that's i mean it's a creepy thing my mom has them too so it might be a hereditary thing she got a sleep study done and they said she was fine so it's nothing that freaks me out it only happens when i stop smoking for long periods of time and then all that backup and I, I think that's what it is from listening to this podcast him telling me that your REM sleep gets backed up I think whatever uh, pheromone, dopamine, yeah. serotonin whatever it is is backed up just floods the shit out of my brain for like a week and then I just have some bomb ass weird dreams and then I'm straight after that yeah no, that's a, yeah. every time I go on a hiatus it's, uh, it's like dream central like it's crazy but I like dreams. Like that, that stuff kind of like fascinates me. So I've been. It's been a while since like I learned about doing this. Like the whole dot on my hand reality check thing. Yeah, where'd you learn it? That's pretty cool. On the internet somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool, and that's dope how it works. It's weird how people develop little techniques like that. Yeah. But it, I mean, yeah, it's just like sometimes it's a pain. Cause like I'll have a doubt on my hand and I just won't even remember like to look at it or like do a reality check. And then it's like, oh, well, this is just a waste of, like, why do I even put this on my hand if I'm not going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just have ink poisoning to worry about later, whatever <laughs> it is, lead poisoning. And then you're wasting that investment that you put in your body. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about that earlier cause I was saying, 
I was asking you if you want a water, and then I said, oh, this is the best investment I made with that Brita filter. Like, how much does the average person invest in their body on an annual basis? Or how much do they divest, like, take away in the shit that they eat? Because I was looking at LeBron, they're saying, oh, he spends $1.5 million on his body health. And I'm like, that's cheap. That's cheap for how much he gets out of his body. Yeah. You know, most people don't get anything out of their body at all, like, even if you compete in CrossFit or something, that costs you money, typically. Right. Like, CrossFit people don't make money. So, even if you're competing in national physique competitions or any of that amateur level shit, even professional level shit in terms of the Olympic level competition, a lot of those people aren't making money off their body, but are spending probably hundreds of thousands, if not as much as LeBron or more, on their physical health. Or somebody like me. Like, I spend a lot of money on supplements and trying to make sure my health is my wealth, but... It's not. It's not making me any money, so it's really not my wealth. I mean, it's my wealth in terms of I got to get around and I want to feel good. But how much does that really cost? Yeah. I mean, that you really don't have to spend anything on just being able to get around and feel good. You can just go shoot some hoops for free, jump some rope, walk around, and just make sure the food that you already consume is healthy. The rest of the shit is overkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking about ways to save money because I'm a cheap ass. No, it's smart. Like, like, there's plenty of ways to do it. Like cable, but if you cut out cable, if you cut out alcohol, but who wants to do that, right? Well, yeah, I'm. All, I don't drink that much booze anyway, just because I like weed more. Yeah. But uh, I was drinking a lot of booze when I was in. Puerto Rico over the last week and my intake has gone down significantly so I'm happy about that I threw up the first night in Puerto Rico (laughs) because I don't drink that often yeah it's been a while since I've done that yeah and I was still on my um, fasting kick which wasn't a good thing because you're not supposed to be drinking like shit on an empty stomach right and I only had like half of a sandwich all that day touchdown first thing i buy is a bottle of 1800 and i'm drinking it straight on ice with lime and in preparation for my buddies getting there get a little saucy start hitting my pen and i'm just doing that all night going Mm. back and forth between beer tequila beer tequila then the next morning i just vom everywhere i think all i had the rest of the night was maybe an empanada late night damn three bucks street food yeah so, yeah, I mean, and then my next day was good because I recovered. We went to some cafe and I got, you know, I got recovered from with some greasy food and yeah, smoked a little weed again and I felt better. Always the remedy, the greasy food. Yeah, even in a foreign country, they make it nice and greasy for us. So it was nice. Hell and yeah. I was able to recover pretty well. I've been drinking a good amount too lately on weekends, but it's all right. Yeah, I'll get back to it. It's not like I'm over drinking. I'm not done drinking altogether. Last weekend, though, I don't know what I did. I had either didn't eat enough or, like, just didn't have any water. I don't know. Or maybe I was just dehydrated the next day. But I got I got all drunk one night, and then the next day I felt did not feel like a normal human being until, like, 4.30 in the afternoon. I literally, like, was at the beach stand, curled up in a chair with my towel as a blanket like trying to fall asleep (laughs) 
Yeah, man, that shit is poison. People don't realize it's a foreign... I mean, it's worse than... Uh, we already know it's worse than weed, but I think it's worse than pills. I think it's worse than a lot of... I think worse than sugar. And alcohol is crazy. Like, the fact that you have that hangover every single... I mean, some people don't have it every time. But that's only because they built up a tolerance. Like, most of us get a hangover like that. Well, I was listening to Dr. Carl Hart talk about it. He was saying it's because that shit is poison. It's like when you coming down from heroin or cocaine or some of those other substances, it takes a long time to build up those type of tolerances, not just one night. Like you're not going to withdraw from heroin after one night of taking it. But with alcohol, your withdrawal only takes 24 hours. Like as soon as you drink it, like that hangover is your withdrawal. That's your come down from booze. Yeah. No, it's like not every time, but I don't know, man. I was just dead. It was terrible. I thought, oh, it's so terrible. But it could have been like I was laying in the sun. I was already dehydrated, so I was hungover. Then I was laying in the sun, didn't drink any water, so I got extra dehydrated. That probably didn't help. Yeah, so in that instance, think about how much alcohol, how much money we spend on alcohol and weed. That would be investments into our body. So that's a lot. It's nowhere near a million bucks. No, I never could have uh, that right now in my life. It'd be never nice if I, had, if I had a million dollars right now in my life. That'd be sweet. Yeah, never say never, my friend. It's crazy how many people do get it and then lose it, though, on, like when they get it without earning it. Yeah. So it's definitely like earning is a, is a really, really important factor in that people take out. Well, people are idiots, too. Like, if you win the lottery, hire a fucking financial lawyer. The type of people that play the lottery, though, don't think that way. Ah, shit, hopefully I'll hit the lottery one day. That should be fucking nice. You gotta play to win. Do you play a lot? I play when it gets big. That's what I'm saying. I only play when it gets big, too. We're, we're not the type that'll win. I'm gonna fucking win. I, <laughs> I can get. I can feel it. I love you putting the positive energy out. I can feel it in my, in my future. At some point in my future, I can feel it. I would love for you to win. That'd be great. Then you can invest in a nice studio and I could podcast there for free. It'd be lovely. Dude, I'd, I'd like. So this is obviously going to give away my plan. So whoever hears this probably will know my plan if I ever hit the lottery. But I want my friends to be on too. So like, if I won, you know, like when the lottery is like six hundred million, you take the cash option. It's like three hundred million. Then after taxes, you're getting like two hundred million or whatever. Whatever. So I would break off my friends like a million dollars each. I'd just put it in an envelope and then mail it to them. Like a check or something, you know? Like a blank check, no name on it. And then I'd write myself one too. So then when my friends would be like, yo, did you get a did you get a letter? You could be like, yeah, I got a letter too. Like a whole bunch of money. And they would never know. But now I set my plan. So everyone would know who listens to this. That would be your first thing you do with the money? No. That'd be something I would do with the money. First thing I would do with the money is, inv- like, put half of it in the bank somewhere. That way I know that, like, I'm set. And then the other half is going on fucking spending spree. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, that's very interesting that you say you give each of your friend a million bucks. Where'd you not, get that idea? Not each of my friends. Just you, this my hand-picked friend. I've thought of it. Like, this. how how else can you stay anonymous? Because your friends are going to be like, okay, who got a bunch of money? And it's going to be like, they're friends with who? And it's like, oh, you then. But then when you finally reach out to that person, aka me, I can go, no, I got one too. Like, 
And then it's like, yo, like, okay, oh. if Jake got one, then you don't know that it was me. You know what I'm saying? No, I think it's a thing that you have to say who you are. No, you don't. When you win the lottery. No, there's states where you can stay anonymous. Oh, there are states. Is this one of them? Is Maryland one of them? Huh? Yeah, Maryland, you can stay anonymous. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because some states you have to claim it, and they have to, like, whatever, for yeah. tax purposes. Yeah, no, no, you can stay anonymous in Maryland, which I would totally do. But yeah, I'm I saying I'm trying to stay anonymous amongst my friends, too. Because gotcha. I don't want people asking me for a shit ton of money. So, like, if your friends know you're breaking them off a million, they know you won the lottery. No, you know? it would be process of elimination. They would figure out it's you. No, because I would send myself an envelope, too. No, but the lifestyle you would leave would be different. No, no one would have to know. Yeah. I'm a to-myself individual. I feel you. That's a really nice gesture, though. Um, I thought I thought that you took that from George Clooney, because he actually did that last year on Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, his, that's why I said George Clooney's my favorite actor of all time, because he did the most ballerific thing. He, like, invited 14 of his closest friends to dinner and gave them $1 million cash in a bag, tax-free. Yeah. So, like, he paid the taxes on the $1 million, which is really, like, $1.3 million. Yeah. I and, wish I had a friend like that. Yeah, just gave it to him. And the friend, just think about it. If you're a friend with George Clooney, you probably already got cash. Yeah. I hope he invited 14 of his brokest friends, not like his close friends. Right. Because his close friends probably already have cash. But see, they all knew he gave, He was the one who gave them the cash. Yeah, I, but... I don't st- want nobody knowing I can give them the cash. Yeah, but, st- oh, yeah, well, George Clooney's already rich as fuck. There's no hiding it. No, I know. He's not I'm trying to be saying, anonymous. Like, but, yeah, no, I'm just saying... I see what you're saying. They're like, oh, I don't want my friends to know I gave it to them. Like, let's say it's me, you, and then let's just say a third person, and all three of us get an envelope. Then you, then I can be like, you can be like, yo, did you get one? I can be like, yeah, I got one. And then it'll slip your mind because it's like, oh, Jake got an envelope. There's no way he sent an envelope to himself. But now my plan is out in the open, so everyone's going to know. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, no, they, and this would definitely come back on you, the way shit works now. So now i got to think of some creative way other creative way to get money to my friends and them not know that it's me who's rich as fuck now. I know it sounds shitty, but a million dollars is a nice chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, so what was he? I think he owed three million. So he owed three million, three point four million dollars on 14 million that he gave away. Damn. So damn, kid. Just give away $17 million like that? That's half a movie for him. That's like one month's work when you really break it down. He was fucking Batman a long time ago. And by long a time ago, they were still getting like 10 to $20 million a movie back then. So George Clooney, he was on ER, which he's probably still getting residuals for. I mean, George Clooney, he could give away $50 million and he'd be fine, which I'm sure he has. And then his wife's rich as fuck because she's like a heart surgeon or something, isn't she? I think she's a lawyer. Is she a lawyer? I knew it was either... I could be wrong, I don't, but I, I'm, I think that's what it is. Whatever she is, she's really, really pretty, and she's prominent in what she does. So, and yeah, and they're not hurting for cash. Dude, I'd make fucking... I'd make an album. If you... Hit, hit the lottery you make an album like just if I just had some extra money on the side like pay all these stars like for a verse and then pay somebody to write my my verses and then just me just rap them I see you doing that a lot of stars do that That's you'd be like our boy didn't we play his music on one of our podcasts at least I think I did what's his name the wide receiver Cole Beasley you'd be like our boy Cole <laughs> Cole Bees Cole World I feel like that's a very common thing amongst Athletes wanting to be entertainers and entertainers wanting to be athletes, even though athletes are entertainers, 
but you get what I mean. Like, in the sense of using more than just their physical skills. Yeah. They want to be mental geniuses, too. Yeah, I just think it'd be funny, you know? Like, I'd make, make some one-hit wonders, and then they just get some residuals from those for quite a while. Yeah, as long as you got a fat beat. You just got to pay for the right beat. I don't hire a... What's his face? Murder Beats? That one white boy that talks crazy? <laughs> I'd hire him to make a dope beat because he seems to do good with those old school beats that people like. Like, he remakes Lauren Hill shit for Drake's Nice For What. Oh, true. And, yeah, I'd get him. I'd give him nice 50 stacks or whatever. Cool cut check to come up with a nice little fat fat beat for me. Did I just say fat beat? I think so. Yeah, we're bringing back fat. But yeah, I let him handle that. Yeah, I just I don't know. I wish I could win the lottery. That should be fucking great. I don't think it'd be that great. Yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody, dude. Like, I think it would be cool as long as you figured out like what you want to do with the money in a responsible fashion. You invested it and like we're able to live a nice life. But if you know. You out here making rap albums and giving away a million dollars, probably be broke quick. And then you'd be sad and probably kill yourself. <laughs> That's what most lottery winners do. <laughs> you'd have to hit for like 400 mil. You'd have to hit the mega, mega mil. I'd be afraid that I'd go broke. So I'd, I'd know that I'd just live like a super, super... Like, minimal lifestyle. I just The only thing that would change is the way I travel. I would just fly private most places. Dude, I have a plan, man. Like, so there's no way I'd go broke. Yeah. Like, you, if you put half of it away, there's no way you can go fucking broke. Because you make money on that shit. Would you stop working? No. That's what I'm saying. Most people are like, well, first thing I do is quit my job. No, so no, 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 no. I might take vacation for a while. Yeah. And they maybe find some other job that I can do. Exactly. That might be a little chiller than the one I have. Exactly. But I ain't going to stop working. That's just that's just stupid. Plus, what's fulfilling about that? That's what I'm saying. I might start teaching or something. Like, I, I might become like a gym teacher. Like, shit. I'll run a beach stand all year. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Or I just work in a dispensary. Yeah. You know? What? Joint rollers get paid like $11 an hour? Yeah, or I'd do something. Or maybe I'd open a dispensary. Like, if money wasn't an object, I'd just do something fun that I really didn't care. I might I might legit just be like a gym coach or something, or a football coach. <laughs> yeah. Because then if you quit right away, then people know you won. Yeah. But you don't want people knowing you win. you got to take all measures to make sure people didn't know it was you. But even if you took a long vacation, they would know. Even if you were like, yeah. Because most people, if they got a million dollars from a friend or something, they... They wouldn't, I don't know, maybe a lot of people would quit their job and take a long vacation if they got a million bucks they didn't know about. I'm trying to think, like, if I had a rich friend, because that's, like, a real thing that could happen to me. If one of my friends, like, get super rich, that could happen. <laughs> Wait, that could happen to you too, bro. Yeah, I mean, if they know how to hide it, you know, then you're not going to know. Yeah. I, I know how to go about it. Then again, I would buy an island and, like, I'd be on my island all the time, so people might fucking know. Oh yeah, there might be a George Clooney. I would, I, I wouldn't go island though. 
I was yeah. gonna say there might be a George Clooney in your life you don't know about. Uh, I think there's a George Clooney in all of our lives. Dude, I, I, the island would be sweet, man. Like, no, you get away from people. You can go whenever you want. Not with global warming. That's why I wouldn't be sweet because of climate change. The shit. Even Richard Branson had to repurpose his own island because That's the shit got, got blown up by the hurricane. Any island is susceptible to getting fucked up by a hurricane or a volcano or something. They're islands. Not 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 every island. Any island. It's an island for a reason. No, there's islands up. Great. I would never want to be an island up north because that shit is cold as fuck. Exactly. Like, nah, bro. That defeats the purpose of the island. Island would be sick as. <laughs> I think the concept of an island sounds good, but that one kid, there was a football player. Remember in the draft, they were like, if you beat Chris Johnson's uh, 40 time, we're going to buy you an island or give you a million dollars cash. And the kid chose the million bucks because he was smart or he had a financial manager that was smart and told him, bro, you can get an island for like 30 grand on your own. And most islands suck. <laughs> they, he probably broke it down for him. And the dude was like, I can't swim anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys, well, like, an island sounds good, but bro, you'd be sick of it after five days. I'm like, why the fuck did I buy an island? Nah, I'm I'm the island life dude, man. <laughs> through and through, you gotta think. Remember where I've lived. Well, yeah, that. But you're landlocked to an extent, though. Nah, Key West is an island. It is, but they, they, can't you take a ferry? It's like right there. I mean, there's a bridge. No, it's like the bridge is fucking long as fucking. It's just jumps between islands. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't live that lifestyle. I mean, I could be on I could be in Hawaii for like six months tops. Like I had a friend who went to college in Hawaii. I'm like, Oof. I don't know. I could. I maybe could do four years in Hawaii, but then I never want to see another island again. <laughs> True. I visited Hawaii for 10 days as a kid, and I knew I was sick of it already. <laughs> and then, like, being in Puerto Rico for another week, it just reminded me, oh, yeah, this is why I could. I mean, it's island life is cool, but all islands are the same to me. And it's since that it's way too mellow, way too laid back and lax. There's way too little schedule, way too little routine. Uh, I don't know. I need a little. I need a little bit of chaos. Yeah, I don't know. I like it's just more chill on island. So love. It's like, I don't know. I like I said, I rode a bicycle every day. I lived on one. It's great. Yeah, I don't mind riding a bicycle. I'd do that in New York, or I'd do that here if I didn't own my car. I don't mind riding like, a bike. Plus, I rocked like tank top and shorts every day. People are little. It's like. Slower, you know, slower lifestyle. You can do that in the Midwest. You fuck that. the Midwest, bro. This shit's cold as fuck. Man. Ain't no island, ain't no beach in the Midwest. <laughs> Sand and what ocean? <laughs> oh, you got the great lake. Fuck a lake. You can do that out in uh, fucking uh, Washington or something like that. Oregon. Cold as shit up there, too. Those beaches are like scenic forest beaches. Ain't no fucking sandy land in the sun. Swim. Even though I don't really go swimming because that shit is whack. Uh, beach out here, white sand beach in Oregon. Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, there's no slow. Nice blue, clear water. Nah. Yeah, you gotta hit an island. You gotta hit a Hawaii or a Puerto Rico if you want to stay continental. And then if you want to get freaky, you can go to Mexico and you know hit a little Punta Cana or something like that, or Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Or yeah. like, might just dip out to Belize. 
Belize is uh was that Central America or South America? That sounded like the Yucatan, like near near the tip of Mexico in that curved part. Is it? So that's Mexico. Because it's in the Caribbean. Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's technically like I mean it's on land. It's not an island, but like Belize is a country. They English speaking country. For like third world, but they have some nice cities there. I would go there. They got like Mayan ruins in the jungle, and then they got beaches, and they got this second largest like coral reef in the world. They have like this big blue hole, which is like a dive spot. Kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah, Tevin went there. I don't know enough about geography to be like, oh yeah, let me, you know, hit Belize right now. I know like um, a few choice spots. I know for a fact I want to hit Germany because I have a mentor that's living there, Berlin. I'm trying to get a flight there like October this year. True. Three hundred, three hundred eighty bucks. They're going for a round trip. You just gotta pull some hoops. I can go for like nine days. That's pretty cheap. Super cheap. They have a lot of flights for less than four hundred bucks out there to Berlin, and different parts of Germany. Even if I'm going to Frankfurt, I can just hop a train once I'm there and figure it out. Yeah, that's pretty much all at Europe. Exactly. Once you get there, you just take a train wherever. But uh, now I heard that Germany just announced they're going to treat the U.S. as an adversary. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, first time since World War Two. Well, fuck them. It's, I mean, it's not their fault. It is their fault. Fuck them. You Germany, know, you fuck know, Germany. You know why they're doing it? They're the biggest perpetrator of human indecency in the history of civilization, to an extent. Like, at least recorded history. Like, written history that we know about. Modern human history. Fuck Germany. And everything they stood for a short 60 years ago. And they're going to try and oust us because one dummy said a couple things about Angela fucking Merkel? No, I don't think it's because of what he said. I think it's his actions in the past few days. I mean... He said the EU was our was our foe. He said... And then wants to, like, gobble on Putin's cock, pretty much. He walked back those statements about Putin, man. Because of the backlash. You know he don't mean that shit. Putin's a very impressive individual, man. He's the one world leader that would fuck up any other world leader. You know damn well they probably didn't even talk about Russian meddling. No, they talked about how Putin would fuck... Trump up in a Sambo tournament. That's probably why Trump minded his tongue. In a room, Putin probably put him in his place like, you know I fucked with the election. Do something, bitch. And then, like, gave him that bitch hand and fucking told him what time it was. The same way he does to all those oligarchs whose money he just confiscates. (laughs) He literally just confiscates billionaires' money and takes their jets. And just, he can. He's just allowed to. So, yeah, imagine being face-to-face with that dude in the room, and you're Trump. And you're used to dealing with people like fucking, what's the director, Matt Moore? Michael Moore? Used to dealing with people like that. I mean, that's why everyone told him don't do it. That's why you listen to your people. Yeah, I mean, that's why um, Putin was pushing him to the top to win. He's like, oh, this weak bitch. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, Russia meddled. We all know it now. And Trump has admitted it. And Mueller, the independent investigator, has requested 100 indictments. Blank indictments. So, those are indictments, TBDs. Them TBDIs. That's scary as shit. That's like a blank check. But 
It's like a blank void check. It's like a check you know is about to get voided before you get it. It's terrifying. I guess we'll see what happens. I don't think anything's going to happen. Most people don't even know what the fuck we're talking about because they don't read. And they don't have cable, so they don't look at Fox News or whatever news used to come on. Yo, this Sasha Baron Cohen show is so funny. I forgot about the interview he did with Bernie Sanders. I read about that. Yeah, he did um like three different new characters that he's come out with, and one of them was an Israeli gunrunner or something like that. Like this dude who's super enthusiastic about gun education for kids. <laughs> yeah, and he gets like the the senator to, to agree to arm kindergartners or some shit. He gets a bunch of them, like Joe Clark, who I guess is a former senator. And a bunch of other dudes who are gun advocates and people who work on the hill or whatever, just old white dudes, were reading this crazy shit from a teleprompter. Talking about, you get the Blink-182 and the Cardi B valve, and like they were reading shit that made no sense Mm -hmm. in regards to education for kids and gun rights and just all this crazy shit. And obviously, Sasha Baron Cohen did an amazing job just staying in character, straight face the whole time. Fucking hilarious. The only one who kind of shat on him and put him in his place was Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he like, didn't he get up and leave? Yeah, he got up and left and just like was calling him out with all the questions he was asking. And obviously kept going back to his talking points. You know, the problem is we got this wealth disparity where 80% of the wealth is in the top 1% 1% of the top 2% of the rest of the 98%. And the 98% is down here. So he went back to those talking points. And Sasha Baron Cohen just kept going back to this redneck fucking... It, it, it's crazy, man. You gotta watch the show. Yeah, i seen... Uh, I read about it. I saw some of the clips. But that shit is just gonna be... It's kind of funny. Apparently it opened to low viewership on like the... the premiere low viewership yes i mean it's on showtime it's hard i didn't even know he had a show coming out i literally found about it on youtube and that's because i'm the type to go looking for shit like that but if you're a regular ass person you don't know the show exists you just have brooklyn 99 on in the background or shades of blue or whatever's on cbs kind of like brooklyn 99 there's nothing wrong with brooklyn 99 i'm just saying the average person just has that on in the background or third reruns of that 70s show <laughs> I haven't really been watching anything lately either. It's because there's been nothing good. Shit is on hiatus. I was um really... So, go ahead. Well, I was going to say World Cup is like... All, I haven't even watched that, really. Yeah, I don't fuck with soccer. I think we talked about that on our other podcast. I'm not even going to pretend. Yeah, we did. Who won? Uh, France. France won. Oh, shit, I'm learning French. Je apprends au français. No idea what you said. That means I'm learning French. All I know in French is how to say cheese omelette. How do you say and cheese omelette? from Dexter's Laboratory. I learned how to say it. It's like omelette du fromage. Nice. I didn't even know that. Omelette du fromage. Yeah, I'm learning because um, j'ai rencontré une belle femme africaine qui parle français. And you don't know what that means, but for anybody that speaks French out there, they will. And it's, I met this hot African chick who speaks French. You know, I kind of knew that, actually. Nice. Like, because I was learning Italian, and granted, it's not the same. 
but very like, close. there's some like aspects that are similar so plus you can kind of just take context too yeah i'm picking up french pretty quick because of the three years of spanish i took and uh yeah there's a lot of carryover i mean the key the it's because they're all based off latin they're all based off Latin. yep exactly italian french yeah you know the deal so yeah linguistically they're very close and it's like the love languages French is supposed to be the love language, but I feel like it's harsher. Like the way that they ha and a lot of that, it's like, I feel like Italian is way sexier. When people are speaking Italian, I get hard. Uh, <laughs> like it's so hot. Yeah, Italian is pretty sexy. It is. It just rolls off your tongue. And then the way those women look, I mean, French women are, I mean, shit, a lot of those bitches don't even wear deodorant or shave and shit. But. This chick was gorgeous. She's African, though. She's from uh, Senegal. And obviously, the continent of Africa has been colonized by everybody from Portugal to France to fucking Spain. I mean, everybody tried to colonize parts of Africa, America. So, yeah, a lot of um, French speakers over there. And she's one of them, along with her beautiful, tall cousin that looked like a sexy avatar. Yeah, we met some African chicks while we were in Puerto Rico. Nice. And um, some other, a, a couple groups of women. We've got a couple groups of chicks that were from the DMV area. Um, they were built like tanks, though. Uh, we met a couple women that were from Boston. So a good, a good mix of people. There were locals, obviously. It, you were getting so much trouble in Puerto Rico, man. I'd catch a case because all these girls, 16, 15, 17, they look like they're 25 and they're walking around on the beach in their thongs and shit with their stuff out. And we didn't know any better. We're trying to have conversations with them and talking to them and dancing with them in clubs. And come to find out, oh, 17. Oh, no. DSAE. Oh, DSAE. Anything start with DSAE. I can't be around you. You know, they super young. So, yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. At least you like once you find out, it's like, nope. Oh, yeah, hands off every time. Until I heard, like, 18 or 19. And even then, it's just, I mean, for a vacation, I don't really care. You know, it's legal. But it's just a, a weird thing in terms of trying to have a conversation with them. But the fact that they spoke Spanish, I didn't care about conversation at all. As mm. long as they were 18 and willing to have sex, that would have been fine. <laughs> oh. But, but gorgeous women. I mean, the locals are beautiful. We went out to the countryside because my buddy Mitch is, uh, he's half gringo, but his people are from Vieques, which is in Puerto Real. And that's like the real side of Puerto Rico. Like one of the islands that the Air Force actually, the U.S. Air Force has uh, occupied to an extent. They do a lot of testing on it for bombs and fucking wartime activities like they're flying jets over it all the time hmm. yeah primo was pissed about it my boy's cousin so um yeah and there was a lot of different parts about the countryside that was different like motherfuckers are just riding horses around <laughs> on a regular basis <laughs> they're just on horseback probably looks so funny like you just walk in and you just look oh wow they're bareback on horses in jorts and no shirt barefoot like, with no saddle on the horse, they might have makeshifted a saddle with, like, an old blanket, like a quilt that their grandma or their abuela gave them, and they just threw this shit on the back of a horse that they found. I mean, I guess if you know how to ride a horse, you don't really need a saddle. 
Nope, you don't. I mean, I saw one bicycle, like one kid that was riding a bike. The rest of them were all on horseback. Yeah, not me. That ain't me. And you know how, like, some cities you'll see stray dogs, or you see a lot of stray dogs there, too. But there you see stray horses, like a mom horse and a, a baby horse just walking down the street. Just walking down the street. Crazy. And then you see pet horses that were like emaciated, that were poorly taken care of, and you could see they're just surrounded by piles of shit. Yeah. And they uh. hadn't been taken care of. It's like, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, and Primo would go over there and be like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing with the horse. And he'd let it loose to go get some water or something and try and feed it. But they're all scared of humans. It's really weird. Like, this island's been overtaken by Spanish horses. And there were three different breeds of horse. Like, one that's good to carry shit, one that's good to ride, and one that's fast and smooth. (laughs) He was, like, trying to explain it to us, but it was in Spanish, so I was having trouble. Like, different tiers? Different tiers of Of quality horse. But you can get all of them for about two fifty. Food there was bomb though and super cheap. It was comparable to Colombia. Not as cheap, super cheap. Like you can get street food there for a solid one, two bucks. Any, yeah. Any type of beer there for about two bucks. Hmm. Unless you're going to like the more uh commercial side or the more domestic side, I guess you would call it, like the more US based side. I mean ninety percent of the island speaks English. When you in San Juan, then when you go somewhere like Vieques, where we had to get to by ferry, it was like a two-hour trip. None of them motherfuckers spoke English, so we go to a restaurant. They start laughing at us, so they were like super frustrated. Take like thirty minutes just to order the food. It was annoying. We just ended up eating with Mitch's people. Hey, when food takes forever to come. Yeah, and then, like, they were laughing at my boy because he was trying to order fried chicken at a rotisserie place. <laughs> and they oh, were, that is kind of funny. He's a giant black dude from Florida. with He barely speaks English. Sorry, Javon, but it was hilarious. He, he was trying to fucking order fried chicken, and, yeah, it was not a pretty experience. <laughs> we don't have fried chicken. And imagine not being able to say that in English. She couldn't even ex- understand what he was saying. She kept saying, she thought he was saying frijoles, which for them is refried. Like, they're thinking he's talking about beans. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, fried chicken. He's like, polo, pollo. He's like, I'm like, bro. He's like, BJ, do, do your thing. Do your thing. And he started getting super pissed. I'm like, all right. And the food sucked. And we couldn't eat it in the car, so we had to sit outside while baby... This dude who drove us out to the ferry, his name was Baby. And that's what we called him because it was spelled B-A-B-Y. But he pronounced it Bobby. But on his card, it was Baby. So we was calling this dude Baby. And he wouldn't let us eat in his fucking van. So we're like, shit, we had to eat this shitty food that we didn't even really want. Because we, we asked him to take us like to a nice little place. Mm-hmm. Like He was like, man, take us to get some street food or take us to you know a nice little place so we can get something to eat. Around here that's, you know, local, you know, whatever, sitting out. We tried to do that. And the first place we went, bitch couldn't even take our order because she was so damn retarded. Didn't have anything to do with the language barrier. She was talking to people on the phone in Spanish and couldn't take their order either. She was just pissed about something, slamming the phone and slamming doors and shit. 
then we come in speaking English, and she was just put her over the top. So we had to leave that bitch before we got shot. <laughs> then we went to another place, and the food sucked. Ended up throwing half of that shit out. And then that night, I got the best empanadas I've ever eaten. Take that back, sacrilege. Some of the best empanadas I've ever eaten in old San Juan at some fucking bar. Like, empanadas wasn't even their specialty. They were just there in a little hot tray. And I was like, oh, those look good. But they were, oh, you said they weren't that good? No, they were delicious. That's what oh. I'm saying. They were some of the best empanadas I've ever had. First, I said they were the best. Then I had oh, to, then you switched it up. Yeah, I had to strike that from the record because I had better ones in Colombia. Ah. Yeah, I, I can I feel that. Isn't it isn't it sucked that once you uh, once you have something like that, and then like, you can never find it as good. I know. I've been looking for those Colombian empanadas everywhere, but they didn't even have them in Puerto Rico. Like, yeah, like I had this uh, mozzarella in fucking Italy, and it was so good. And I just haven't ever had any since Ooh. as good. Every every other ounce of mozzarella has been ruined. Mozzarella. Yeah, shit's delicious. A good moots. Ooh. Can't beat it. Cannot beat it. Nah. That and like pizza. Pizza was so good there. Oh. I can't wait to go to Italy. That's another one on the on the bucket list. There's so many places I want to travel to. Yeah. And it's making me realize that I need more vacation time. I need like my next gig needs to have at least four weeks. Yeah, like I wanna do it while I'm young too. Yeah, yeah. Oktoberfest is the next thing. I've heard that's pretty sweet. My friends have gone to that. Yeah, for sure. If I can swing this trip to Germany in October, just got to talk to Brian, Colonel Jones, hit him up and see uh, what the deal is. And I heard German chicks love black dudes. Oh, nice. Congrats. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, for sure. German chicks love black dudes. You know, I heard that's what started civil rights. <laughs> Dave Chappelle sort of did a bit about it, but it's a real thing. Like, GIs, like, black soldiers went over to Italy and Germany and started finding beautiful-ass European women that, you know, sucking their dick and cooking good food for them and introducing them to their families, like, because racism wasn't as prominent because they had been fucking with Africans for, you know, 100 years over there. So it was just different. They viewed it differently. They actually were infatuated with black dudes, and they come back here and couldn't even get a fucking table in, in the country they fought for. So them motherfuckers are like, nah, I'm going back. <laughs> so it's a bunch of... So why do you think European basketball started to explode in the late 80s? Because all those kids that were popping out in the 50s and 60s have black genetics in them. Those Bellinelli's and shit started to come along in the 80s and 90s. It's fucking Ku coaches and all that shit in Serbia. Yeah, they got black genetics in them. Yeah. Fuck, man. I got a little too... Uh like spacey are you are you super high man not super high but like, was it that palm leaf I don't know what it was that, those palm leaves man between it, that and this pen like it was the pen cause I'm not that high I'm high as shit but it's just cause those palm leaves kinda put you in a different zone it's got a gram of medicinal weed in that bitch they're usually 20 bucks a pop I get them two for 20 because Discount on Sundays. So. True. I should have asked you if they had some Henny White there, if you could have brought some back. Henny White, is that a strand of wheat? 
No, no, some Hennessy, like pure white Hennessy. They don't sell it in the U.S. Oh, shit. They only sell it in the Caribbean. Oh, no, they didn't have that in Puerto Rico, but I didn't look for Hennessy. They had a bunch of different rums and a bunch of different tequilas, but... Well, yeah, they make a bunch of rum there, so... Yeah, there was nothing too exotic, bro. Well, Bacardi is, like, made there, so it's, like... It's not even... That's not really exotic. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a different country in terms of certain parts when we were in the countryside. And obviously the fact that most people spoke Spanish in conjunction with their English. But really, it, it really felt like Miami. Like, it felt like we were just in Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is technically the U.S., so. It is, it is. Even though, I mean, they don't have the right to vote. I think you can vote if you live in the U.S. territory, but if you live in Puerto Rico, I, I don't think you can vote in U.S. elections. No, they can. They, they, they vote. They can't. Do they vote in our elections from Puerto Rico? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Well, if that's the case, yeah, that's a different thing. I know a lot of companies move down there because of the tax benefit. But I know they were talking about a lot of white dudes buying up condos. I mean, the dude who bought our condo was a gringo from Seattle who had lived in Puerto Rico for about five years, learned Spanish in Colombia, and his Spanish was still, like, kind of shitty. I mean, when he was speaking Spanish to me, it was mierda. So I was like, okay, I can definitely do something like this. He bought about five condos and just rents them out to tourists and yeah, whoever else. And they're cheap, bro. Like, they were talking about some white dude that bought a building for 15 grand, and now it's like a standing condominium that he's either going to rent out to people there or just, you know, do the Airbnb thing. And that's consistent revenue. Me and my friends were talking about putting together like a slush fund, about 20 grand, and starting that process. Start with a condo, then a barbershop maybe for my buddy Mitch, and then my buddy Javon already opened up a barbershop in Tampa. Should um, my buddy Marwan wants to do like hookah shops. Obviously, I want to do something bakery based or edible based or weed based. So just, you know, start buying buildings, start doing land in Hell places yeah. like Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, places that go through those type of um, uh, uh, environmental impacts. And then the land is super cheap and then you can flip it later or there's still they're always going to be tourist destinations. So, yeah, I mean, you got to have insurance for when those things happen, but. As long as it's not devastating, you're going to be fine, and you're always going to make your money back hand over fist. Yeah. Even Florida. I mean, if you get a place in Seminole or some shit, you know, like Seminole Heights is coming up, St. Pete, like certain areas like that. Right. Coming up. So I'm looking heavily into that. Yeah, I mean, just keep doing doing your thing. You'll get there with opening your own space. There's an important quote I heard, and um, I think I was, I think I love my wife. Oh, that Chris Rock movie? Yeah, he goes, um... Carrie Washington. Yeah, that's when I fell in love with Carrie Washington. Then I fell out of love with her in Scandal. But that's neither here nor there. Um, He gets in trouble, and his boss tells him, Remember, you'll make a lot of money. I know you'll never lose money. Fuck. I fucked up the quote. <laughs> you'll never lose women chasing money, but you'll lose a lot of money chasing women. That's the quote. True. So, you'll never lose women chasing money, but you'll always lose money chasing women. So, yeah, I'm just trying to stay off these bitches. 
Like, I've been on a little bit of a drought. I got some pussy when we were in Kentucky. Um, hey. Just because it's a chick that I boned a long time ago on the road for um, the volunteer shit I was doing. So we just reconnected and I drove out and fucked her. But other than that, I didn't get any pussy in Puerto Rico. Even though we came super close. That's a story I'll save for another podcast. Super close with those gorgeous women. Um, I don't want to say too much because who knows who listens to this thing. <laughs> but yeah, they came super close with some chicks and it just fell through. But uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I feel you. Now I'm on a nice little self-imposed celibacy cake. I wouldn't call it a drought. This is self-imposed celibacy. Because I can get pussy anytime I want. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I'm embracing that Drake shit. Pussy's only pussy and I get it when I need it. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, teach his own. <laughs> teach his own. You know, I just got me some head, so fuck you. I mean, I, no, my drought just ended. That's all I'm going to say. The drought is over. So now the we drought have... is over. So this is drought three now that we own for you? Drought three? That was the best mixtape Wayne came out with, so you might be in for, like, the next pussy you get might be the best pussy. Yeah, the drought three now, I guess. Yeah. We'll see how this one lasts, how yeah. long this one lasts. Hopefully not too long. Well, that shit was double-sided, wasn't it? Drought three mixtape? I don't like remember. There was, 40 songs on there. So you might be in for a summer of dryness, my friend. Summer of desert dick. Nah, bro, <laughs> like this... I mean, probably. The way this shit was just clustered together, like, one week, like, weird-ass shit happening to me, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, watching now, it's like, oh, your wave of of fun is done. (laughs) Well, bro, that story you told, and I don't want to give too much away because of the names and stuff, but the fact that a girl said she smelled something on you and you don't wear cologne... That's a real thing. I mean, scientists... I smell nice, yeah. yeah. Like, pheromones. Women have those underlying ability to smell certain things especially when they're not on birth control apparently birth control inhibits women's ability to smell men's natural masculine scent Mm. which attracts women to men all the time i've been told by chicks man you smell nice and i don't have anything on it's like i know i don't smell nice because i was just sweating right but they like the smell because it's something else they smell that we don't they're fucking animals on a different level that we're not i mean they bleed (laughs) once a month bro it's gross yeah Glad I don't have to do that. Yeah, just vats of human indecency and toxic waste inside of that thing they call a vagina. Yeah, I mean, like, last week was fun. Interesting, got me thinking a lot, like, because that shit hasn't happened in a long time. They can smell it, bro. Women smell other women, so... It's just Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's kind of funny. (laughs) I let your space out. You just want to make sure that you surround yourself with more women in these coming days while that scent is still heavily on you. Yeah. It's like a carryover. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not trying to go too far down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. Conversation right now. I don't want to start penalizing my penis. Start throwing flags. It's been about an hour anyway. Wanna wrap it up? Yeah. I'm tired. Hour and three. Sorry minutes. it wasn't the best people for me this time. Oh no, it was good. But it'll get better again. 